welcome to the Code Live podcast with me, Carl Beats, and my very great mate, Nathan Blackaby. And it's uh, Code Live podcast in a difference because currently we are in a 1971 Type 2 B-Dub camper as part of the 30th uh, anniversary celebrations of Christian Vision for Men, which I'm president and Nathan's CEO. And uh, mate, do you want to say we actually what we're doing, where we've been? Yes, mate. So we've been on the road now for boys since Sunday. It's yeah. now Friday, isn't it? Yeah, it's amazing, isn't it? Yeah, and uh, we've been everywhere. So we've been up to Edinburgh uh, yeah, to see Ricky uh, and to meet a church leader there and cheer Ricky on, who's a guy in Scotland. And then we drove through Newcastle down to Gateshead to see Michael Bushby and the guys down there. Uh, and then where do we go? Leeds. Um, and then we went to Grantham, over to Norwich. No, no, Leeds to Landudno. We went from Leeds to Landudno. Oh yeah? We went to Wales, mate. <laughs> we went to Leeds <laughs> and then into Wales. And I had a Snowden uh, Amber Ale. You did, we have been met, talking about that and we for met a long time. John Stockley and the boys over there, some fantastic guys, isn't it? And one guy who got baptised as a result of the gathering. Yeah, that, yeah. that was amazing, wasn't it? Yeah. That was brilliant. And then we went from Landudno to... Grantham. Uh, Grantham. <laughs> that was bonkers. That was a long day. That was a really bad late night. It was a bad day, actually, yeah. And then we went to uh, Norwich. And then from Norwich we drove to Shrivenham. Shrivenham to the Defence Academy. And what did we do there, my friend? We sat in two elite machines. One was a Challenger 2 tank. And yeah. we, were, we were given the privilege to actually get inside the thing. Yeah. Different seating positions, absolutely incredible. Unbelievable, and, it's a different yeah. world, isn't it? Oh, mate, we'll talk more on that. Uh, and then we sat in a tornado, which was in active service just last year in uh, Afghanistan and Iraq. That was amazing. Daesh, he called it, Daesh, ISIS. Yeah. Um, and then we moved over from there after getting some stories from the guys uh, from a major, uh, from a wing commander, uh, from a padre, uh, and then a, an ex-serviceman too, uh, and then also from Brett, who's involved with the AFCU. Yeah, major Brett Barber. Major Brett, yeah. So that was awesome. We had a great time with those guys. Such a privilege, weren't they? There's yeah. something about them, it's just this air of honour, and I love that. Yeah, yeah. There's really a whole thing around, we did an interview, if you go to my Facebook friends page, not the public page, we got an interview streamed there live, I think it's also on the CBM page now, Yeah. and uh, we interview them for a good chunk of time about what it's like to follow the narrow path of following Jesus in the military. And a couple of them have seen active frontline combat service yeah. and which obviously brings out all sorts of challenges but man the way they answer those questions that certainty of faith is incredible isn't it yeah yeah, yeah. amazing amazing interview that's amazing so and big shout out to Paul Lilly we commander yeah. Paul Lilly for yeah. setting all that up yeah, and great. mate wasn't that an example of authority yeah. you got you're like a tornado yeah. all guarded off this walks up moves the table over it yeah he got it all out of the way put the ladder up he's a indigo boys gave us a couple of lids yeah, put the, put we the phone down the road, we pressed all the buttons. Yeah. And everyone sort of walked away and left us alone because he's yeah. a wing commander. Yeah, brilliant. Yeah. Yeah, no, very good. And actually, he just finished a grand challenge for CVM and raised a thousand yeah. pounds for us. So Which, uh, and, and wing commander Lily is actually an area coordinator for CVM. Amazing, isn't it? Yeah, love it. So then we left there from Shrivenham. We drove down to Plymouth. Another mad trip. Uh, 
that was a late one as well. And we we had so many road closures. Oh my word! Yeah, so you got a plan? Mike Tyson said everyone has a fight plan until they're punched in the face. <laughs> and our punch in the face is road closures, wasn't it? Yeah. And we took a few. A forty-eight-year-old man that yeah. needs nurturing and yeah. looking after and positive and cuddling. Yeah, man. So got in, in Plymouth a little bit late, but in time to see the lads. CVM boys in Plymouth, they'd set out a little candle lit table for two with fruit, with some fruit on it and fruit a couple tea. 30 candles because obviously it's CVM's 30th year. So that was, that was lovely. We had a lovely night there with those boys. They had a curry and uh, what Framie had done. He's, good. He's actually a good cook. He's a very good cook. That, that was a very, very nice beef curry. It was. There's a lot of beef going too. It was. That was a mountain of yeah, food. Yeah, it was a mountain of food. I needed it. Yeah. I don't think I'd eaten for like four days. No, no, we were really hungry. I mean, one morning we both thought at one stage we weren't going to make it through the day, didn't we? Yeah. We were going to die. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we were very, very hungry at oh. that point. They've broken down, what are they, a cash key? Told you. So, what broken down cars have we seen so far? They're French. French. Or Nissan cash keys. Yeah, exactly that, mate. And one BMW. Yeah. Um, so we went from Plymouth to Exeter, we went up to Exeter to a church uh, where we're going to be doing the Code event next year uh, in March, and while yeah. we were there there was a funny episode with an organ, so you need to go online and watch the videos on the CBM page or Beaches page for that one, but that was funny. Very uh, funny. From Exeter we went up to Bristol to catch up with a guy called Tom, uh, where we're going to be doing a road show in October the 21st. So if you're uh, interested in the road shows, you can check those out. I, I realise that actually, mate, some of, when this goes out, some of this stuff won't be, no, no, it'll be alright. Go on. Well, this is going out on Monday, so that's fine. Yeah. So that's all relevant stuff. Uh, and then when we go after Bristol, I'm really tired, I'm not thinking now. Uh, we Shrevenham. went to, oh, no, no uh, went to Ledge uh, Lake. So, after that field we went to Ledge yeah, to a field near Swindon, where we had an overnighter, uh, a good good time together, thinking about the gathering next year, a bit of praying as we walk around the gatherings and field, just on there, we little Facebook live there. Uh, it, didn't it look different with the sheep on it? And, uh, yeah, and uncut. It looked, it looked beautiful, unlike, yeah. you know, a site with 3,000 blokes yeah. taking axes. <laughs> it was very but different. don't you find, I'm not, I think it might just be me, but I think there's an air of something special about that place. Oh, without a doubt. I feel it, I feel, which we'll talk about it in a bit, but there, there's a certain atmosphere about it. Yeah, yeah, definitely, mate. We will talk about that, we'll come back to that. Uh, so we're now on the road from the gathering field. We are going to uh, Car Shorten, so South London to meet up with the London guys. Um, and then we are heading off to Southend, uh, where we are for the weekend actually, doing a men's weekend. Lee Road Baptist Church, who our great mate John Stannard. And we are there till Sunday, and then we're in Brighton on Monday. Yeah, so I'm going to take the old camper back to his home, Sunday yep. afternoon. Yeah, I'm going to have my first shower in three months. <laughs> and a little uh, say hello to my wife, yeah. Gary, my tortoise. And then motorbike down, maybe. Going to motorbike down to Brighton, yeah. Definitely going to bike it down. Oh, I think I'm going to bike it as well. Even if it's raining, I should bike it down. Yeah. We and we have amazing weather, mate, on this tour. Mate, unbelievable. I'm sitting here, like, I can't believe it. It's sunny, I've got the shades on. It's been brilliant, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, lovely. Which has been good for the van, too, actually. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Drive. So, an interesting thing happened last night. We had our first evening off in, in a very long time. 
it's evening off, it's still away from our homes. We uh, thought, well, so we're not going to have a meeting, we're not going to speak anywhere, we're just going to relax and get a meal. We thought, well, let's go to a nice pub and, uh, in Lenslade uh, and, and have a quiet pint. Maybe yeah. a packet of Paul Scratches. Yeah. And it was advertised as the oldest pub in Lenslade. Walk in, didn't feel right, did it? No. Weird, wasn't it? No, it, it was. Yeah, we walked in. It was just a weird atmosphere. Not a nice welcome. Uh, the decor. It was the whole thing. It was, it was like, not yeah. warmly lit, was it? It was like uh, coldly uh, lit. And then we left there and we walked to the riverside. We thought we'll go there because that's normally where we go. It's our hangout. And we walked in and that didn't feel right. Queue of people at the bar. Yeah. And no atmosphere. Disorganised. The wrong sort of music playing for the venue. Yeah. Then we stood up and said, well, let's go and sit outside. And it didn't feel like it always does. No. I no. can't explain it. And then we went to the new inn. It felt yeah. at home. It felt at home. And you said the interesting thing actually, that there's a bench you always sit on. It's got a historical bench for you, wouldn't it? Yeah. When you were found in the gathering. Yeah, so there's this big long garden that goes down to the River Thames. And it's funny, like you've never anyone ever seen out there. It's really weird. Seeing how beautiful it is. They all sit. It's an interesting thing about humanity, I think. There's a courtyard area where all the rooms are. And people all sit out there, but if they walked another 50 feet, they'd be by swans, ducks. Yeah. Anyway, there's a bench there, which I sat on in the first year of the gathering when a few of the staff were a bit stressed. Who weren't sure if it's going to work, what people yeah. going to turn up, and it was all crowding in on me. And I just went to sat on that bench and had a little pray right by the river. That was 10 years ago. It used to say interesting along the lines of thinking about the future and being like, what, what's, what's this going to be like? Like a real sort of, not, not a panic moment, but a yeah, human moment yeah. where you go, oh, what's this going to be like? Yeah. And I think a lot of people get that. Yeah. So that bench, I walked out there and I said, you know, I went, must be special for me that bench. Yeah. It's still there. Because I think sometimes when stuff works, people see stuff working and perhaps don't see the the, the process that got it there or the, the faith that got it there or the doubt right. at times and the yeah. disbelief or because CBM's history is littered with times where we've gone, wow, we've actually got no money to make this happen or we've got no money to pay anyone. Yeah, I can't see how this is gonna work. So someone engaged with the gathering now, it's an event for three thousand people. All our friends, all the people we're gathering to help us all sit and yeah. all the side shows are like, it's an amazing thing. But what they don't see is that moment like nine, ten years ago. Yeah. yeah. Where I was stressed out, 300 blokes, all paid the bills, yeah. people are moaning. And what they don't see the year before that, yeah. when I'm trying to persuade everyone, look, let's not, let's ditch the uh, banquet event and uh, you know, the yeah. Bosch Hotel do this to reach ordinary fellas. Yeah. And the amount of opposition we were getting. Um, People don't see the story, do they? No. If you want to achieve anything great for God, you've got to put the yards in. And be willing to step out, Yeah, 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 you have to. So, so back to the atmosphere stuff, we were talking about the importance of, of leadership when it comes to atmosphere. Uh, and we'll, we'll, we'll transpose it over to a culture of the church and an invitational atmosphere that men will respond to. But when we were walking from the Riverside pub, there was another pub, so we four in a stretch of about 100 metres. Um, and there were three guys in the doorway having a fag, and you literally, if you wanted to go in, you'd have to push past them. Yeah, yeah, what yeah. we were saying again, that's another example. Yeah, so if I was leading that pub, I'd keep the doorway clear. Yeah, and opening a, a welcome, you know. So 
so we're starting to think about that and, and how that's so important in a church setting or yeah, Christian well, mission setting. So I went to this uh, church once. It's a classic example about the need to set the right welcome. Because I think people make a sociological response for a spiritual response. So anyway, it's summer, so 24 degrees. I'm wearing a pair of shorts, wearing my trainers, t-shirt, carrying to wear some summer outfit, it's all appropriate. I turn up to this church, visit this church together, and uh, local the door says, you look like you're dressed for, for a holiday, not church. This old man. Yeah. Look, I'm not saying all old men are grumpy when I say that. It's going to be a factor, it's an old man. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, I go through the meeting, as we do. Go for the meeting and uh, meet the pastor after. He says, Oh, you Cold Beach, CVM? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He says, uh, Oh, uh, sorry about the welcome. I said, What do you mean, sorry about the welcome? How do you know? And he went, Oh, I bet it's rude to you, it's rude to everyone. And he even had a nickname for him. Right. And I'm like, Actually, do you know what? That's happened three, four times to me in churches, actually, yeah. where people have apologised for the welcome. I think. Why do you put the world's most grumpiest bloke or woman on the door? On the door, yeah. Yeah. Why do you do Fascinating. that? Fascinating. And, and like, I know people, and this has happened to me. I tell you what happened to me. I went to preach once in a church in the East End of London. And I sat down on the front pew, which is all pews, and, and this old lady comes over and she says, that's my seat. Yeah. I said, oh, sorry, I'm, I'm visiting. I didn't know. She said, well, it's still my seat, whether you're visiting or not. Yeah. Yeah, I've had right. that. And the thing is, leaders don't confront it. No, don't challenge They're it. Strongholds, because they don't want to upset the old bloke at the door or the old woman who's rude to everyone. Yeah, I would. Well, no, and often when stuff is confronted in our particular ministry, we do try and confront stuff and call stuff out. Yeah, it can often be misinterpreted as bullish or aggressive, but it's not. It's just challenges. It's called leadership and leader, strong leadership. And I find actually blokes tend to respond well to that and I'm not great at it but I do think it's straight talking is, is it's very important yeah. but setting an atmosphere in a church setting it, it, it seems to be something that is often overlooked and just assumed that people are coming and feel welcome yeah I think and, and even welcome teams it can it can also feel incredibly overbearing can't it yeah, because you, you can go the other way where you get you overhugged. Yeah. Yeah. I tell I tell I don't don't hug everyone. Yeah. So some people don't, I don't like, I don't know, I've been hugged by a random stranger. No. 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 Don't I've been hugged by you. No, no, it's true. Yeah. And it is it's knowing <laughs> when to give space, isn't it? Yeah. Like a, a nice welcome. Great to see you. Come and sit down. You know. That's it. Lovely. I've even said to someone once before, in fact it's happened to you a couple of times, they always, every time I go and talk to them, they go to them really hug me and pull me in and I've had to say to them, I don't actually like that. Yeah, don't want to be held like that. No, they get really close to you, I'm like, yeah, but I don't like that. Yeah. And they say, oh, it's just what I am, I say, yeah, but you need to respect what I am. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Weird, isn't it? Yeah, it is weird. I remember once I went to a church in Brazil and I was wearing shorts and a guy on the door wouldn't let me in. They wouldn't let me in. There were wow. three, yeah, three of us. And I was the only one wearing shorts. Massive church. So you sure you can't hear the gospel because I ain't got trousers. Yeah, the service was in, in flow. And he said, you can't come in. And I said, well, I'm just here to listen to the sermon. He said, no, you're not coming in. Wouldn't let me in. 
What sort of church was that? Uh, well, I can't, I can't say it, but I don't know how it would have been. No, what type of church? Pentecostal, uh, Baptist? Uh, it was, it was a Pente a Pentecostal. Yeah. 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 That's religion, isn't it? Yeah, very much so. Yeah. Do you yeah. think if they like that on that, what they like on other stuff? Yeah. And actually, what we need to do is create a culture of radical welcome in our churches, where yeah. no matter what you look like, how you're dressed, how much you smell, yeah. You get as much love and attention and care as anyone else. Booker James is good for that. Yeah. I think as well, if we talk, so we're talking about ordinary men. You're, you're working class fellas. If they come to church, and that's a big if, I think they need to be welcomed by ordinary men. They do. Who understand that culture and who they are, and they're not going to smother them, they're not going to be inappropriate and weird. I agree. And they just give it, hello mate, welcome to church, my name's Nathan. I'll find you at the end. Get your cup of tea and we'll have a chat. What do you think about kids' songs in worship? Like, I'm talking about even yeah, if you were fuzzy yeah, rushing yeah, man. No, I that. don't enjoy it, mate. I really don't. I enjoy think it. I don't think it's helpful. I've had, you know, I know polarised opinion. And so we say, yeah, but if you've got kids, and yeah, but what you're thinking about is to save people in church. You want to yeah. worship with your kids. What about a single mum who comes in? And their kids are terrified, or you know, or a single dad, or a dad who's lost his kids, or, yeah. or so I ain't got kids. Yeah. What people are always thinking about is, is oh, what, it's what I like because yeah. I bring my children to church. But, well, but, but the, um, I find it excruciating trying to do action songs. Yeah. I've even had worship to say, I'm not going to move on from this song until you've all done the actions. Yeah. How ridiculous! Yeah, yeah. How crazy! You've got a bloke there called Steve. He's a welder. I'm coming to church with his mate Tony, who's a Christian, dragging along, and he yeah. has to be a fuzzy wuzzy bear the first week he's there. Yeah. What a nightmare. Yeah, yeah, no, we, we've, got, we've talked about this one a lot, we, and I think I think if we look at the, the culture of church, what, what church is orientated for, your focus is, you, you guys seem to look for a lens of mission and evangelism and outreach, and the lost, the broken, the hurting. And the, and, and the way you worship is focused around that. The way the Bible's read and presented, yeah. the way the talks are geared up and structured, the language that's used, the, the, the welcome, the ending, the, all the bits in between. It's carefully managed and structured so that anyone who comes in who isn't saved, who doesn't know Jesus, isn't going to be like, oh my word, this is a complete foreign culture to me. Exactly. And, and you're all mad. Yeah, so, yeah. And, but that takes a specific leadership. Yeah. And a team that are saying we are about mission, we're about getting the gospel out and seeing people discipled and journey with this, rather than we come to church to worship with our kids because we love being in church. I mean, yeah. if that's how your church is set up, that's absolutely fine, great. But what we're probably more about is saying how do we get a mission evangelism edge to everything we do with yeah. church, with our worship, with our meetings together. Yeah. Um, and that's not to say that preaching, for example, is always preaching at the cross. It's also about discipleship, but it's authentic, isn't it? Yeah. It counts the cost, the real reality of what's it going to mean for you tomorrow, Monday morning, to be a Christian in your workplace and what some of the challenges are there. So, yeah, I also think, mate, that there's two types of preachers. I think there's a teacher and a preacher. Yeah. And I think a lot of churches can have teachers yeah, yeah, yeah. that teach absolutely amazing theology, incredible. But you go over and you've read apply. an essay. It doesn't apply to everyday life. It doesn't apply, it doesn't inspire you. And it's a word to preachers this. 
and if you, even if you're more down a Bible teaching thing, use illustrations from real life yeah. every so often and give people a few pointers that they can go away and live Monday with. Because yeah. I think what Grounded happens is, a Bible teacher or even some preachers, you sit in your study and you get, you're reading like the book of Ephesians and you're reading yeah. the commentaries and you get massively excited about this thought, this new theological revelation, yeah. that's great. Then, you know, Jeff, who's got to go and sell cars on Wednesday, he's like, but I don't know, well, how do I live my life in response to this great new knowledge? Yeah. I can't yeah, put it to practice. It. And most people have forgotten that great new truth that you had a massive discovery about in your study. Yeah, yeah. My, um, my dad used to say, with any preaching, it's got to have some GBH in it. Great, but how? It's like, yeah. great, thanks for that theology, but how on earth does that work? Yeah, how do we live our lives in the light of this knowledge? Yeah, and that's essential, and that moves you into the realm of preaching rather than teaching. Yeah, absolutely, mate. Love that. People don't remember. People don't remember what you say. They really don't. Like I've, I've led the church, and I've preached sermons the same sermons, and no one knew. Over yeah. and over. Mate, I've used the same illustrations before, and like the third time out, people say, that's amazing that happened. Yeah. Like, I've mentioned that twice before. Yeah. So there you go. Yeah. Atmosphere, culture, preaching. We've, we've shared a lot there. Yeah. Thanks and, uh, for listening. We're on the Grand Tour. We're on the Grand Tour. We're going to hit Cole Shorten soon, and thanks for tuning in.